Legion, thanks for being scary still. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Legion, thank you for uh, just being Fuck. unnerving and nightmarish. Hey, remember when everybody, when everybody thought um, New Mutants was going to be the X-Men horror thing? Nope. <laughs> what is, no, we've just been X-Men really? horror for three seasons now, going strong. Yeah. Didn't they get pushed back again? Like, today? I don't it's know. It's been until, pushed back to I'm, whenever Bob Iger decides no, to let it go. Okay. Until no. you just mentioned it right now, I forgot it existed, which is no. sad. What you saw, Lou, was the original delay announcement or that Matt posted in the group that was like, it might miss its original release date. It was like April 18th, 2018. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Wait. You know, that movie's never else, coming out. Someone else did that with something recently, too. Oh, it was, um, it was the fucking Doomsday Clock delay. And yeah, the yeah, yeah. was like, the more things change, the more things stay the same. No, Ryan, who does the comic show with us, is like, or basically I told him his job is to just post whenever Doomsday Clock gets delayed at this point <laughs> on the show. Because we're almost, when it is set two years in the future, we're about two, we're just about two years into uh, the entire run. And there's still two more issues left of the run. Yeah. Uh, I, it's, uh, what, whatever. Like, it, at this point, it needs to end in the highest of highest possible notes, or I'm just not going to give a shit, because when you take seven to eight issues to get good, and you're trying to be the next, like, the sequel to Watchmen, it, I, no, I'm good. Whatever. Um, anyway, we're not talking about either of those things tonight. Uh, we're doing no. our, uh, we're talking about Legion episodes three and four, as mm-hmm. noted by my intro. Um, and it's still fucking frightening. Um, I'm kind of wondering what all this Charles Xavier stuff is about. So, anyway, I'm Connor McGraw. Who else is here? Uh, Arlen Harrow. I guess I'm Hunter Davenport. Very Uh, Oh, sorry. Didn't mean to step on you. Uh, I'm Eric Fjorchek. I'm Hunter. He's way too tall. (laughs) (laughs) I am a 9,000 year old man. (laughs) And I'm Lou Gonzalez. Um, Is somebody in a forest? I'm outside. That's why I thought. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I hear lots of creatures. <laughs> yeah. You know. Better than that was the Otis uh, dog it's, reporter. It's than the, uh, uh, he's the, actually uh, passed out. It's better than the uh, artillery barrage that you went through that one time. So. It's uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. nice ambiance. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. exactly. It's the time like we're all outside. Um, so, yeah, Legion 3 was. Uh, did it have a, they're not titled, they're just chapters. It's chapter yeah. 23, I think. Yes. Chapter 22, 22 and chapter 23. Um, 22, by the way, since we're sort of talking about titles, uh, it's directed by the same guy who did the multiverse episode um, from last oh. season. That... And Eric will know what this means, but he directed the episode of Fargo featuring the robot boy. Uh, so, yeah. Which season was a, that? Every time... season three. It's when she I goes to LA. I didn't finish season three. I never finished But did it. you get to the episode where she was in L.A. and she was, like, no. investigating? No? Nope. Oh, wow. I did not. Yeah. Every time you bring my up... My wife and I watched, like, two episodes. Every time you bring up a weird thing about Fargo, it is like listening to someone who's talking about Red Dead, but you didn't cast the part where they said Red Dead. So you're like, yeah, you find the robot? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, well, I anyway, like there's, a, there's a robot boy at one point, so that's a thing. Yeah. Huh. That's not yeah. surprising. <laughs> um, so this episode, we finally get uh, what I would call two seasons of, of hype that have I, I would call the start to call this a suitable payoff so far because the even the bits mm-hmm. we got are super fascinating. 
Um, because I think there's some oddness going on with Dave's mom that we don't really know about yet. I think that's just that actress. Um, I know her from Mr. Robot, where yep. she plays an exceptionally weird character. Well, no, 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 no. I mean, I don't think like we don't really find out why she's in the mental institute, do we? No, she's in the mental institution because she is a being in mm-hmm. a concentration camp. Okay, but, yeah, but, because she's virtually comatose. That's yeah, that, yes. that was my assumption. I think she's way more fucked up than she's letting on. Like, and I don't think oh, she's. Yeah. We all see a there bit of it in the next one, but also yeah. she wasn't just in Mister Robot. She was in season one of Legends of Tomorrow. Holy That's shit! Right. Who the hell was she in that? She was the female Firestorm, the Russian. I thought. Yeah. I thought huh. you were gonna say. Whoa. I thought you were gonna say she was the nicest that top man. I completely <laughs> forgot about a lot of uh, season one. That's a lot one of season the, one. That's one of the better seasons from season from uh, episode from season one. That's where uh, uh, that's where Wentworth Miller says, "This isn't my first prison break." Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and she has the whole thing with um, what's his name? Mick. Uh, the, yeah. Well, the professor, I think. No, or is it? Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's yeah. Because like also. she's she's trying to recreate. The firestorm thing. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and Professor. I, Stein, yeah, I completely yeah. forgot that was. And Professor out. Stein basically like just swallows a nuclear bomb for lunch, and that's how he. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. Like you do. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then, and then I think shortly after that, we got Bird People, and that show uh, really sucked mm-hmm. for quite a while. But anyways, uh, the director of this episode is directing two other episodes of this season, so clearly he is well liked. Well, um, there, I got, I got bits of that multiverse thing um like when his mother was talking about like you know who what will you be when you grow up um and while mm-hmm. they didn't show anything i think explicitly from that just the kind of the thread she was trying she was verbally weaving i was like oh yeah we're kind of we're kind of touching back on that yeah, yeah. well that, that is, yeah i have a lot of questions about this episode about like what they're trying to say so I'm just trying to like put it out there so when we get to it to remind me because I'm kind of um, confused about some of the things she says in her yeah. letter that when we see it is actually just two lines of actually like not lines of written, just like she drew two lines on a piece of paper. Mm-hmm. I think some of that is, some of it might be that the timeline is sort of glitching. Mobile. Yeah, I think it might be some of that. Um, it could be that she has powers and that even Xavier doesn't know it. That's a possibility and it's it's the kind of twist that I could see, see Holly doing if it's okay. set up well. Now, I, it was in the back of my head the whole time. Like, what if a lot of David's issues are kind of inherited from his mother, and that maybe that's she, what I was thinking. Maybe that's she has some kind of setting up. Maybe she has some kind of freaky trait or ability or power that, in conjunction with Xavier's, that would, that would be is, interesting because in. If, if I remember correctly, in the comic, like, his mom just kind of is never talked about really anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, she's not, she's like a non-entity. Like, she's just... Right. So, I, I don't who, know, I'm trying to be into that, if that's the point. Who is his well, mother in the comics? Is she even named? She's, uh, she's um... That's what I was just looking at. It's not Moira, It's not It looks like she is the Moira has Gabrielle Holler, yeah. That's her yeah. name okay. in the comics. Yeah, oh, like. okay. Oh, well, so that's yeah. oh, cool. They they kept yeah. the name. Something something you guys might be discounting too is uh, like 
Xavier was the one who pulled her out of her her mental yeah. psychosis, whatever mm-hmm. you want to call it, and then he basically disappeared on her for a long time. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know if it's actually that she has any type of extra abilities or anything like that, or it's just someone who is who's dependent on him, whether she realizes it or not, because oh, he was so key to yeah. her life. Well, what no, I was just saying that it's a possibility she might have abilities. Well, that might have well, some. Or she could have mental illness, and when Xavier's yeah. around, he doesn't know it. That he's kind of keeping her head together. Yeah, mm-hmm. whether he realizes it or not. Yeah, yeah. And then, like, yeah, because, I think that that's also the case, because, yeah. like, there are families where schizophrenia runs in the family and stuff like that. Like, what if, yeah, any psychosis she has is passed on to David, and then in conjunction with Xavier's powers, like, congratulations, mm-hmm. you've created a blueprint for the fucking Antichrist. Yeah, I do think that that I think they're heavily hinting at the idea that David's his mental illness is maybe not as Farouk based as we assumed, yeah. and they're kind of pointing us in the direction of. Maybe Farouk is why he's as sane as he appears. Maybe it's sort of the opposite. We've been yeah. sort of told by the narrative that Farouk made him the way he is, but it might not be the case. Well, that wouldn't be too far off from what, how, kind of, uh, how do I put this? Slippery the, the show is with David as a character. Where mm-hmm. it's like, mm-hmm. we yeah. didn't, spoilers, we didn't know he was like a really shitty person until we like looked back. Essentially, right. Well, the thing is, yeah, like, basically, yeah. He never like, we had, had to have that Kaiser Soze moment in the yeah. end of last season to sort of really realize it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so like that was his first opportunity to be kind of shitty because it's the first time he had like wherewithal. Mm-hmm. It's also one of the first moments where he was like, "All right, I'm finally going to take agency over the situation, and I'm going to choose to do it in a really garbage way." Because yeah. like the whole the rest of the show, he's been bossed around by uh, Division Thirteen. He's he's listened to other people. He's kind of like, uh huh, yeah, okay, I need to do this. All right. Um, mm-hmm. so, and then he he steps out on his own and is immediately like, "Fuck you guys!" Blah! Grabs his crotch and fucking destroys a bunch of robots. Yeah, well, that's what plays into the second episode that we're gonna have here. But I like some of my questions are in this first episode. So, we'll get back. Like, um, are is his mom? going like kooky when she's talking about like oh I have these amazing dreams and then the shadows are in there. Is that all David? Or is uh, some of it Farouk? Well, I think the, it's mostly Farouk. Well, here's the thing. The music is David. Like, yeah. He, that, he, that's always when she's asleep when there's that. Yeah, he's, he's fucking doing a Hodor where he's carelessly time traveling and he's gonna fucking create something kind of bad for somebody oh, well he's yeah. he's basically making himself become a self-fulfilling prophecy like yeah. he's yeah. He, he's directly the reason why he's the way he is yeah he's influencing is... his mom's like oh, like degrading sanity yeah well i think mm-hmm. beyond that though like it's it's more a larger metaphor like this entire season has been so far is that david is responsible for all of his his problems like well, it's not is... just that it's also, I think in the first or second episode, what Sid says is like, what if we're the ones that caused him to destroy the world kind of thing? Like, you mm-hmm. know, having future knowledge changes, can change everything. Like, your motivations yeah. can be the cause. Like, It can, but we've only seen him travel in the past. We haven't seen him right. go to the future yet at all. Because, well, yeah, he's not, he's preoccupied with the past and fixing I, stuff. I, I, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think Lou's referencing sort of future Sid. And yeah, future Sid and stuff, but they, so. in season two, yeah. Because she references was... it in this season, I think in the second episode. 
but that mm-hmm. was the thing like that i we and i'm hoping we'll get more of where that came from like how sid future sid lost her arm but i'm wondering if they're just gonna they're gonna shuff that off as as an alternate timeline yeah well because there's a lot of stuff that yeah. he said that's like and they're like oh is this how he destroys the world so we've seen the lunch boxes mm-hmm. thing and then we see what we see in the fourth episode mm-hmm. and it's like oh maybe that's not it like we're not really sure. We still haven't seen what it is, but every single thing that happens, like, oh, this is how he destroys the world. Oh, no, this is how he does it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, honestly, the only people yeah. who know are, are currently in, like, a pocket universe and are right. separate from everything. Because mm-hmm. the last time we saw them, they were like, oh, yeah, and then uh, David destroyed the world. Like, mm-hmm. that was your day. Um, but this episode's a lot of uh, time with... Uh, I'm sorry, who is... Is this... What's this dude's name again? The actor who plays Xavier? Oh, um, Harry. I cannot remember his last name now that you bring it up. Um, oh, I have the IMDb pulled up. It's Harry Maybe. something. Um, but he's been in a lot of stuff. He was in that Harry show with, uh, J.K. Simmons. And, okay, uh, I thought his name was evocative of Dumb and Dumber for some reason. I was right. Um, uh, he's awesome, and in <laughs> some ways, I'm like you're doing a McAvoy. But then, like, in other ways, I'm like, now you're doing a Hiddleston. Like, oh, yeah, I got a lot of Hiddleston. doing his own thing with it. I, I actually, at times, was like, oh, he would be a really good Magneto, too. Like, a young Magneto. Yeah, he and, would like, pull it up. Which this, is I, the, this is the second thing I've seen him in, because I haven't seen him do anything else outside of Game of Thrones. Um, so, mm-hmm. Oh, my God, I, I forgot that, that he was the... What's his yeah, name? He's very, he's um, Viserion? Viserys Targaryen who gets yeah. a fucking pot of molten gold poured over his head. Yeah, he's in like four episodes of the first An season. episode of Game of Thrones I actually did see. Yeah, okay. he gets his crown. Uh, yeah. That's when Aquaman dumps gold over his head. Aquaman killed Professor X. Holy shit, yeah, you're right. Yeah. yeah. I love that. Yeah. Oh, but also, the other big also, thing. That's, that's the first step everyone should have seen of Daenerys being a sociopath. So everyone's like, you should play the room. She's like, nah. Oh, wow. Well, I mean, yeah. he kind of deserved it. Oh, he definitely deserved it. He yeah, was... he, he deserved that shit. He yeah. was going to, like, take her baby and, like, sell it for parts yeah. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Some shit like that. But anyway, um, I like what he's doing with Xavier. And I'm glad it's not. I'm glad he's not trying to do anything for the movies. So Yeah, yeah he's not trying to do an impersonation or anything. He really does look a lot like Tom Hiddleston. He does. He does have a very similar look, that very angular... Yeah. yeah. It's the look and how he talks and how he carries himself. Like it's, well, it's like that very mm-hmm. fancy British, like, yeah. not not Cockney, the opposite of Cockney. Yeah. Actually, I need to, I, real quick, I need to channel Alan here real quick. Connor, you have seen him in one of the things, you just don't remember it. Oh, it's boy, what was it? It's the oh, Doctor Who episode that Alan quoted and tagged you in. Uh... Oh, he, Jesus plays, he put like a monologue on Facebook. Yeah, and... yeah. But he plays the he plays like a a gas alien. A, yeah, what? An alien made out of steam. Wait, is this from yeah. New Who? Is this from um? Yeah, it's it's Tenant's era. It's the episode where he turns into a human to hide from aliens. Uh, yeah. I, okay, I it's sort of off topic, but I love Doctor Who out of context, and it makes me. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Because you say things, and I'm like, okay, yeah, uh-huh. Yeah, 
Yeah, he turns into a human to hide from gas aliens. Yeah. Uh, That's not even de- t- describing the Christmas special where he spends the entire episode in a bed, wakes up, fights an alien with a sword, gets his hand chopped off, grows a new one, and then pushes the alien off a spaceship. Yeah, oh, yeah. There's a lot of great ones. He like shows up on a ship and it's literally Titanic in space. Okay, yeah. yep. Mm-hmm. I've yeah. seen one episode of Doctor Who and it was the Mount Vesuvius explosion or whatever. Oh, that's it, a great one. Where the guy <laughs> in, in this in it becomes a later Doctor Who. Oh, yeah, okay. that's yeah. Yeah. Um and uh Amy Pond is also in that episode. Uh that so, you yeah. say like that's the episode where he met Charles Dickens, and it really sounds mm-hmm. like the fucking adventures of, uh, oh, god damn it, what was that show with the dog and the kid, uh, the history show? Oh, fucking oh. Pee-wee, or not Pee-wee, uh, fucking, uh, oh, god. Oh, wow. Didn't what? they make a movie of it, like, seven years ago? Yeah, yeah they did, it was nobody. Yeah. Tintin? Tintin? No. No. No, it's Tintin. No, it was a genius. It was a Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Anyways, um, <laughs> this is a tangent for another show. Um, uh, oh, can so, we talk about? So we got one interesting thing, or I guess like we got one like that's kind one, of tease, but we got like a hard fact, which is a the time this exists in the show. Yeah, because, we do. <laughs> yeah, because this is post World War Two, where we see Xavier, mm-hmm. and um, so I would say it was that like late forties, probably that they're an institution. Yeah. yeah. And it seems it seems like a it does seem like a time or a universe where technology mm-hmm. is very obviously far more along than it should be, which is where I think we all got the confusion from. We're like everyone's dressed like the seventies. Uh, all the music is influenced by music from the sixties and seventies. Um, yeah. But they're riding around in a Final Fantasy airship. They're they're on a Final <laughs> Fantasy airship. They're fucking robots. Um, like there's some, robots. Uh, with, there's multiple robots with mustaches. Yeah. Yeah, which saying saying there's fucking robots, which makes me wonder if people literally are fucking those robots. Uh, not yet, probably not yet. Uh, it would be real. It'd be real uh, weird with the mustaches. Yeah. We we get kind of a confirmation about time because this because David could be born in the late forties, or he could be born sometime in the early sixties. Um, uh, I don't think there's that much of a time jump between the asylum. I think it's a possibility. Yeah. Like, yeah. you just look at technology and just, like, how the styles are. Yeah. The styles... Oh, that's the thing. If you look at the styles that the, yeah. the people are wearing and the style of cars when they're when they're in, out of the asylum, like, that's that's not that far removed from the 40s. Like, yeah. so that would, yeah. that would be early to mid-50s at that the and absolute like, latest. Yeah. You, you take a look at the, the mental uh, setting and you go, oh, that's, that's old asylum stuff. That's what that yeah. is. Because yeah. very, and that system is dead for more yep. than one reason. Um, uh, I did like that. Part. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, thanks. I think it was Geraldo Rivera who went to one of those places after it was uh, shut down, or after it was. Uh, no, he was the reason for one of the places getting shut down. Yeah, that was horrific. Like, yeah, it's like mm-hmm. it, it's just like out of American Horror Story season two. Yeah. Um, but uh, I love it. I like, like that part where uh, Xavier's being uh, psychoanalyzed by his his shrink i suppose or one of the doctors and he's just casually reading the guy's mind he doesn't say anything yeah. he's, well i love the guy's like oh, so much potential yeah, oh. whatever <laughs> what a useless lad but i do I mean, actually like just call me a lad what what he just leaves the room 
can we talk about like I actually love the idea of why he is there when we see it. I was like, oh, that is a really interesting position to put him in. Yeah. When it's he's very... like in the foxhole, I was like, ooh, this is some yeah. like heavy ass shit. Also, uh, that was the most savage I've ever seen, Professor X. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. Like, especially with like how it's actually funny that like where the comics are right now. But like, yeah, to have him just like touch the guy's head and say, "Kill yourself." It's funny <laughs> as a child to watch Professor X go. It's a perfect origin for who that character is, though. If you think about it, the pacifist character that he's portrayed as, what can make somebody that hardcore of a pacifist? Um, He's using his power in the most groveling, like, clinging to life, like, survival way. It was probably the first thought that popped into his head, and he's like, yeah, go for it. Because he could have solved it in a thousand different ways with his powers. He could have been yeah, like, he could have, he walk could have away. By that guy totally. Yeah. Get up, walk yeah. away, go if he used the movie rules, he could have just paused time. Yes. So, or yeah. even, even just stop being a Nazi. Yeah. <laughs> or he could have let him kill him and then jumped into another you know, body that looks just like him. He, he, he taps the guy in the forehead and goes, "You will not be stop being a Nazi. They're bad." And the Nazi goes, "You just don't know. The, you just know the Western narrative from high school." Okay? <laughs> <laughs> well, if we could just all sit down and talk about this, it wasn't even invented by Hitler. You know that, right? <laughs> you know, shutting down my podcast won't do anything. You know, Xavier's like, "Okay, actually, kill yourself, fuckface." <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean that would that would also make sense. Why? And mind you, we're we're dealing with a unique version of Xavier here. We're not dealing with the one that we all know from the comics or movies. Sure, um, that yeah, he uh, hasn't had a brother named, like the turn of the Juggernaut bullying him. Yeah, well, I mean stepbrother. <laughs> right. But, um, <laughs> but it's, it's also this would explain going on that narrative like someone who would want to teach people how to use their powers carefully. Right. Well, because, I mean, here's, yeah. And we don't know how this show is going to end yet, but like, what if Noah Hawley like ends Legion on what would be a new dawn for mutants, which is where we would see a launch pad in this universe of the X Men being formed? Yeah, I see that. I can see I that. I could also see very butterfly effect where David goes back in time and aborts himself. That yeah. that I mean, like we've also oh only gosh. we've also only seen like. How, we haven't seen that many mutants in this show. For a show, no, we have. Um, and most of them are new. Most of them are original mutants, really. Yeah. Aside from yeah. Farouk. Yeah, yeah. besides yeah. from him and Farouk, yeah. Because Sid is like a pseudo-rogue. And everybody else right. is like... Because Ptolemy beforehand was what, like, he could enter your dreams? Was that his thing? I Yeah, I was he never really <laughs> clear on what his thing yeah. was. Yeah. And there was a dude that, like, we don't remember who was, like, a muscle guy from season one. <laughs> <laughs> Jobbed out real hard. Yeah. I, I Ptolemy was able to go back and see David, like, in his uh, psychiatrist's office. Oh, he could make you, he could he could go through your memories is what memories, it was. Memories, yeah, yeah, okay. Guide okay. you through them. Yeah, Ptolemy. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, that would make sense because wasn't it season two with the memory garden? And yes, all where that? he's yeah. cutting the roses and he yep. keeps forgetting. Yep. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then we had what's his name is the other psych. So we'd have three psychics. Well, I guess four counting Professor X. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's yeah. a shit yeah. ton of psychics uh, compared to everybody else. Well, they yeah. they did they ever really establish really well what uh, uh 
Jermaine's character, um, what his abilities were. I mean, he has immense. I think he's also an immensely powerful psychic because he has similar abilities that David does. I would say, like, Madeline just found each other, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. I would say, like, David is, like, like, complete. What would you say? What's the term that you use for X Men? Omega level. Yeah, he's like Omega, Omega. And then, like, Farouk and Xavier below that. And then. What's his well, name is like the next step down. The way I look at Farouk is that he's probably like in 100 AD or whatever. He was probably no more powerful than Xavier, um, but it's just how long he's been around. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Made Farouk, it's, it's not Farouk a matter of power, it's experience. Yeah, he ha- Farouk has no peer because he's been around for so long. So it doesn't yeah. matter who's, more, who's stronger than he is. He's like, I've been alive for 2,000 years. He's like, there isn't an angle you could do I haven't seen yet. Yeah. yeah. And, and powers, I guess, at least within the context of this universe, they just grow. They grow with your age. Yeah. And they mm-hmm. sort of expand. And that explains why he's so into Greco-Roman wrestling. Wrestling. Homoerotic. <laughs> I do. I go that's another thing I, I like about that that every once in a while because his performance in that scene is so fucking funny. It's so good. Yeah, his performance is great, and I love the, the sort of they're fleshing him out more, and you get more of the sense of like he doesn't care. Like, he doesn't care about these people. He doesn't see them as, like, human beings. They clearly show that in, I think it's episode five. Mm -hmm. I think, like, if you've already watched that one, Arlen, I think you know what I'm talking about. Maybe it's episode six. Yeah, but uh, there's a certain part, but I'm not going to go into that. But um, is there anything else we wanted to talk about with episode three? I mean, it's... Well, yeah, there's a bit more because um, it's... I like the... The we we get some details about Switch's power and the limits of it, but yes. um, this this whole all these flashbacks uh, culminate with David's mom waking up, hearing her name being called, and she goes to leave her bedroom. And every entrance or exit, window, door, they're yes. just wall, they're like they're bricked gone. over, walled over, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it just kind of undoes itself. Um, and then when she goes into David's room, a Fucking terrifying version of David from the future is standing there because he's kind of being like, like he's being projected. What, like, what is? Oh wait, no, no, you skipped over part. Like first, she goes into the room and she hears David the baby crying, and she goes to turn him over, but he has the. It's just the back of his face. Oh my god! What the? That was the horrifying part. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Which I don't know what the significance of that is. Like, is it just his mom losing her fucking mind? Yeah. Um, she just screams, and then it's like normal baby. It's like okay. Well, yeah, and, we're, and before actually, this, before um, this, there is a uh, a close call with the Shadow King where she's yes. watching TV. She's watching the same shit that Switch like like so, very similar to what Switch. Yeah, her, no, it's the same guy. It's the exact same, same thing. Okay, yeah, and he's speaking Japanese, which I'm like, okay, why is she watching a dude talk in Japanese? Yeah, it's really I weird. think that's I think that's their time travel sort of bleeding in. Okay, um, yeah, the thing. Yeah, yeah. because when she goes to do that, that's when uh, Farouk makes his first attempt and he fails. Mm-hmm. David. David powers up, which yeah. it's interesting that he keeps. I like the kind of background narration that like David and Switch are looking on, and then Switch is like kind of dying or like passing out. Yeah, and yeah. David's like, "Why can't she see me? Why can't I interact?" She's like, "I've never gone this far back. I don't know." And that's why when he's in the bedroom, like he's bare, he's like. 
he's like a, an astral he's projection, a, but it's yeah, a it's like an apparition creature. more or less because she's not really strong enough to bring him all the way back there. Um, well, it's it's like a projection that's had like part of the projector covered over because I think yeah. that's that's why it looked so horrific was just because it wasn't his full image showing up. It was yeah. Just yeah, parts of him. And Xavier saw him uh, and like is like bye bye. <laughs> yeah, like I cast you out like a Conjuring movie. Well, the thing um, is, he probably thought it was the Shadow King because we know. He just returned from dealing yeah, with him and he, from the phone call. Mm-hmm. Like Xavier leaves because he's like, I found those. <laughs> he's like, he's like, I found a friend, and then like, <laughs> don't ever go me. to there. He calls. He's like, oh my god, that guy's terrible. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I'm never gonna trust anybody like that again. Cut to however, however many years later. Um, he's going it again. <laughs> well, and something we completely glossed over too is that we got to see a very uh, prototype version of Cerebro being built. Yes, which that I was thought really was cool. great. It was cool. Like, it was weird that it worked like a radio, where he had to like turn his chair to like get signal. Well, mm-hmm. it, it kind of makes sense. I mean, he's using yeah. relatively primitive technology, but it's it feels yeah. like they're going to. I guess they had to with Xavier being in this episode, but it was kind of nice to have a kind of heavier X-Men themed episode going on oh. for lack of a better term. Oh yeah. And the house is definitely like vibes, the X-Men mm-hmm. in its design. Yes. yes mm-hmm. very much Which so. is funny that it's like not the same place that they've used for like 30 years. In like yeah, a million same fucking building. Um, mm-hmm. I'm also just glad that so far, like they, one, they waited this long to get a very X-Men heavy episode. In, and like, no one's turning towards the camera and going like, Huh, like making a fucking X pun or whatever the fuck. No one's right. going schnick. Ugh. Right, that would be really goofy. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I just, yeah, I like everything about this. I like that they sort of, again, they set up sort of this connection that Farouk has to David and this attachment that he has to David. Um, and they kind of really sell you on Farouk maybe caring about him, especially in some later episodes. Oh, well, yeah, the final scene of this episode is like Farouk in his mind holding be like baby David's mind like rocking him saying yeah. like oh my dear boy yeah it's very interesting um yeah and I had another point there but I can't remember um, but, um, um, but, um we, the multiverse episode that's what I was going to say um and when we see if the vision of where Farouk and David have like melded um it's sort of Made me think of that, where they're sort of one person. Um, oh, he's the uh, he's the shitty business mogul, right? Or he's like he's like pansexual, and he's like really just like doesn't care about human beings or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it and it made me think, you know, maybe we were sort of misjudging that and assuming that it was sort of the worst aspects of Farouk taking over. Nah, or. <laughs> The worst aspects of David taking over. Um, maybe he maybe he bullied the fucking Shadow King um, in that timeline and like got him to work for him within the mm-hmm. confines of his own mind and like that's how he became that dude. Well, you see yeah. in that episode the, how he came there because it's the same timeline as when he's like the intern at the bank or whatever. Yeah. Well, I assume that those are all different timelines. It's just that we're seeing them next to each other as sort of a. Oh, I think there's like no, no. no there's the, like four the, timelines, and we see progression in each. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, inter- the intern of the bank one was totally the yeah. the progenitor to him being the terrible monster, pansexual, bored with everything. Yeah, guy. 
Yeah, like the they, other they, one where he's like taking all of his pills and kills the yeah. cops is the one that's like that she's bathing him at the end when he's all old. Well, no, because mm-hmm. he dies in that timeline. He gets shot by the cops. No, right. no, no. He does not die. He gets crippled. Yeah. yeah. And well, then that's when she's bathing him. Yeah, we see all these different various branches of yeah. things that go on. That's why they, they they present it in a very it can be confusing way. Um, but yep. I think we're meant to believe that each one is sort of a branch off of another. I think the homeless David and the and that sort of pansexual mega businessman, I think those are supposed to be, you know, two branches of the same timeline, one going one way and the other going another. Yeah, they're the complete um, opposite ends of the spectrum of where he can well, go. Where does yeah. meth David land? In the That's, middle. Yeah. <laughs> see, I in the see diner it. eating fries. I guess. In the diner to talking me, to Miles Morales, yeah. and he's like, all right, this this is my universe, and this is yours, and it's gross and soggy. <laughs> <Yes. here." laughs> yeah, because Matt David reminds me of like an old Iron Fist story when, um, what's the guy, Eric, you probably know, the one where he meets the other Iron Fist? Um, what, uh, Orson? Yes, the, uh, Orson has been hiding by like, just doing heroin. To like yeah, keep down the chi. Yeah. 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 He's, been, he's been smoking opium. Yeah. In order to like, su- like subdue the chi of, mm-hmm. of the dragon. That's actually a Yeah. Well, it makes so sense. So that's what meth David is to be. So he slowed the dragon by chasing the dragon. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it's, it's you know, with that Orson, uh, what is it? Not Orson, Orson Randall? Orson, yeah, I think it's Orson Randall. Like, it would be taking place in like the, I mean, technically the way they're telling it it would be like the 20s or 30s and that's when opium dens were really big but that doesn't really make sense for yeah. some of the things that happened in the uh, johnny depp johnny depp died in one in a really bad movie oh, oh terrible adaptation um yeah uh back to legion so what else did we want to bring up i mean it's that ending kind of is just like okay so david kind of made himself become possessed because of his arrogance i think yeah. the other interesting thing which they actually did with the dialogue is that how circular things are when he even makes the joke to switch it's like oh my parents met an institution yeah. i guess it runs in the family yeah yeah i like that bit and I, I like the sort of mythologizing that david does for himself and that it sort of doesn't turn off um he's just mm-hmm. sort of gone into full cult, cult i mode. was gonna say mm-hmm. he is yeah really bad in that department these two episodes because like he's without without anybody around him to level him and humanize him he is full-on like i'm a god like i can do anything well the Mm -hmm. problem is he is yeah Yeah. but um, apparently they used the exact same dialogue they did for him and sin from season one uh in the conversation between xavier and gabriel or gabrielle when she when uh when she says when the time comes prove me wrong that's an exact line from the first season or season two from last season. Sorry, um, I really do wonder if like the end of the show is like is like like you said, David aborting himself, and maybe that's the timeline where the X Men exist or something. Or it's or David puts himself into an asylum, mm-hmm. like he cuts something. his own powers off. Or, or like when he hangs, kind of like uh, what's the character who? His other, uh, his evil identity is like the void or whatever. Uh, oh, Sentry. Sentry. I wonder yeah. if there's sort of one of those where Sentry like locks himself away because he's too powerful, I think, or something. Yes. Uh, yeah, he, yeah. 
something he has to pack crazy like that. Thousand exploding suns. But that mm-hmm. that entire storyline is just kind of crazy because oh, what it's was it? Because um, they retcon. It's a, a retcon that he always exists. Is, is that yeah. the one yeah. where like it's Xavier, but he's a big fucking like Sentinel Magneto looking motherfucker? No, no that's no, when he's onslaught. Yeah. Oh, that's Sentry awesome. is basically uh, no. The Sentry is like a Superman clone, but like oh, red content. He's the one in the giant yellow costume with blonde yeah, hair and a giant WWE ripped. belt. Doesn't he yeah, rip him in half? Yeah, he ripped uh, spread. Carnage. I think he throws Carnage into the sun. Yeah. So but wait, was that? Oh, that was Hercules, or not Hercules? It was uh, Ares. Then. Oh yeah, half. yeah. He he rips someone like it's it looks like something a blood strike. It's like from one side of the one page into the next page onto the other one is just viscera. Like yeah. <laughs> he's got like yeah. a dead look in his eyes too. It's great. Yeah. yeah. Right. He's, they, they like David. They basically say like, yeah, you're schizophrenic. Well, that was near the end of the uh, Bendis run, and that was yeah. when uh, Norman Osborn had been manipulating him for quite a while. So that fucking was it. You who posed that that Bendis uh, uh, Morrison thing in the group. Oh, the no, that, that was Morrison and Nalar, um, actually. Oh, okay, Nalar. Yeah, I'm sorry. The, yeah. The yeah. Scottish, Anyways, a lot so. of that, a lot of that century stuff can be recycled. I feel like who's century again? Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. You just answered that question. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. He's a, yeah, it's basically uh, it's a character they came up with to like say, oh, he existed the entire time. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, yeah, the premise was that like he was a superhero that everybody forgot about, but he yeah. purposely did that anyway. So we're this is too deep we're into the yeah. into the century. Like, who cares about the century? Based off my very limited knowledge of the century, they are very similar characters, just in terms yes. of like, sideways, yeah. In that they're omnipotent power almost, and that they're both schizophrenic kind mm-hmm. of. Yeah. No, guys, let's yeah. talk about more obscure X Men characters. Let's talk about Strong Guy. Oh, right. God. Guido is yeah. awesome. He yeah. was great in X Factor. Don't even. I had that toy. You always I know, it's because I had a toy of him when I was little, and I've never <laughs> seen him since. Like, you'd be better off bringing up Maggot. If you wanted to bring up oh. crappy X, I like characters. I like bringing up Strife because you look at me and go, "What the fuck is that design?" Oh, he was he was a clone of Cable. He's, yeah, he's one of the seventeen thousand different Nate Grays. Yeah, which I think in like one of the I know comics we were trying to figure out which Nate Gray is which because there's like a new there's like a new young Cable. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, of course there is. Okay, yeah. anyway, getting uh, into the weeds. Yeah, let's talk about our other time traveling mutants with psychic powers. Well, um, before uh, before we move on to the next episode, do we want to use the rubric that we've been using? Like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah uh, the, uh, what was it? Good? Is this a good episode of the series? And is this a good episode of a teacher yeah. TV show in general? Uh, let's yeah, let's do. Is this a good episode of the series first? Absolutely, yes. 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 Great episode of the series. I would I would put yeah. it in the all timer category with that multiverse episode and the yes. silent ish. I can't remember if it's all silent, but silent ish episode. Yeah, uh, the yes. episode where Oliver does the thing and yeah, yeah. So yeah, I, I would say it's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I, I, I not think a good Not a good episode for a newbie to sit down and watch. You'd be like, who are these people? Yeah. What is the significance? Um, Who's the echoey guy? Who? What's well, the, the cloud? I think a newbie who knows the X-Men can jump into this, but not a newbie that knows nothing. Yeah, somebody who knows X-Men well enough, and somebody who's like a, a hardcore horror fan, like Joe would like this. 
Joe would like this quite a bit. I'm trying uh, to get him to watch it. It's taken. I know, but if you just show him this episode and show him like, the creepy baby, basic context like this is this character, this is that character, he'll. I think he would really dig this. I know that he has some appreciation for very atmospheric stuff. Um, yeah, so and just like good filmmaking and like off the wall stuff. Um, it's just a matter of time before uh, I get you in the episode and we team up on him. Right. Watch mm-hmm. Lee, you son of a bitch. Wear down his defenses. Yeah, um, yeah I mean, it's it, it, like Lou said, like you guys have all said, like it. if you're an X-Men fan and you have some knowledge of Xavier's inability to keep it in his pants, then mm-hmm. yeah, like this might be good for you. But if you're coming in with no knowledge. <laughs> he went to quote unquote Morocco. Yeah. Right. Um, I was actually just thinking. Is there yeah. a Marvel character with more bastard children than Xavier? Um, I don't think wow. so. Yeah, what is I he, a Greek god? I mean, yeah. does he just like... wear a condom? No, he's Catholic. He doesn't wear a condom. So yeah, maybe, but, but they've never they've never touched on it. So they've, never, yeah. they've never touched on it. But maybe, well, he's English. You wouldn't be Catholic. Uh, yeah, yeah. He, now I was talking about Matt Murdock specifically. Oh, he doesn't have any kids. Yeah. But I mean, I feel like he should by now. I feel like. Uh... Well, yeah, but with his senses, he'd be able to tell, so he could know exactly when to pull out yeah. and. What is he hearing? Come here! Awful. It, shoot it all over Black Widow's titties. Um... Oh. <laughs> God damn you! Um... Um, but yeah, it's it, if you're just the layman coming in, like I want to check out this Legion show. Like you're you're gonna hate this. Yeah, if you're gonna hate this. Brian Stinger's X Men movie. This is not for you. No. This yes. is this is yeah. This is a no go. Yeah. Um, yeah. And this is Maybe. I was gonna say this isn't even one of like the crazy artsy ones just to watch for like like the first episode mm-hmm. where it's like oh it's just crazy like this is like kind of heavily steeped in yeah. X Men there like yeah. and now a musical interlude yeah yeah which is funny because that gets called back in the next episode hmm. yes it does if you've read a lot of the Chris Claremont X Men run just from what I know of that run maybe you could probably you probably sit in on this and have well, a if, if you've time. read the entire Chris Claremont X-Men run then you're probably watching Legion along with anything else that has never a know <laughs> never know like, they're already watching the show no FX is a channel okay uh, okay uh, yeah. I'm stretching that. When they find there. out they'll have the Americans to watch and Fargo and Justify if you're if you are a fan of the Claremont X Men run, you're not going to choose Fargo over the show called Legion. That is about <laughs> Xavier's son. I'm talking about the role. <laughs> They've read all of Claremont's X Men, but the Shield never hit their radar, so they don't know. Oh, it. that's a good. That is a good segue because that. Oh, appears... yeah, that is something that that that's something okay, that straight up. Like I was, I was I got watching it. I, okay, me too. Because... <laughs> I, I'm not watching this on FX's website. Mm. Um, so for a second, I was like, oh, it's an ad. Wait a minute. No, it's not. What's happening? <laughs> yeah, I thought it was an ad, too, because I was watching On Demand, and I was like, because I think I put in the thing, it's like, oh, every other commercial in, like, the On Demand is for, like, drug rehabilitation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> was, I, I, I thought it was, like, a weird, like, knowing their audience. Go eh? back and see our old shows. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 
And it's like one of the most famous scenes too. And then like played for me. I was like, oh, this is a really cool ad. I forgot all about how good this show is and how good uh, Michael Chiklis was. It's like, no, the good cop and bad cop left. It's the most meta meta (laughs) bullshit ever because like, you're like, it it thrusts you into a show that's 50 years into the fucking future. Mm-hmm. And it's 50 years in the future in the show and 20 years of old. only in exists in our timeline, our reality. So it's like, oh, oh, it switched over to S.H.I.E.L.D. Wait, wait a second, what's happening? So Michael Chiklis, <laughs> the actor, Michael Chiklis, the actor, exists in the Legion world. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> he do a fantastic film. Yeah, I was going to say, yes. Yeah, so he, does he, does that mean that he was Ben Grimm in the Legion world? <laughs> no, I don't question does that mean he was in Gotham in the league? Oh, God. <laughs> hey, it's still Fox. It's FX. Uh, what is he in witness protection? Actually, both of those things are Fox, so all three of them. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, some would say he's a company man. Uh, yeah. He's, he, you would have to be a company man to agree to Gotham. Um, <laughs> hey, you want know to come on this Batman show? Sure, I love Batman. <laughs> About that. Don't, don't tell him. <laughs> Which do you think is the worst comic book adaptation? Uh, wait, wait. <laughs> we say which do you think is the worst comic book adaptation? Yes, the Fantastic Four that he's in, like of uh, those two movies. Oh, okay. Or his run um, on Gotham. Well, I don't. Oh man, That's hard. I Gotham. Gotham yeah, right uh, away. Gotham. Yeah. Like, yeah. And, like here's the thing. Fantastic Four had the like the people behind that had the 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 wherewithal to be like. All right, yeah, this didn't work out, whatever. And like Gotham kept existing, seemingly not able to justify its own existence. It went on for five fucking years. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh, Fantastic Four. They were like, it's not a, a Batman show. Girlfriend. And they're like, it's a fucking Batman show. We're sorry. Uh, Here's Batman. Sure. He looks dumb. Mm. Mom said it's my turn to be Batman. <laughs> <laughs> That's how he but, looks in that fucking costume. Back to Legion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, this is uh, where uh, Legion decided, hey, it's been a while since we've shown you something terrifying. Snaps mm-hmm. their fingers. Uh-huh. And the fucking blue meanies of time show up. Yep. That design yeah. is so on point. Like, Yep. yep. It's, it's weird and terrifying, and the way that they do the filming, like the herky-jerky yeah. like mm-hmm. cuts is so wonky. But well, it was so a simple and yeah. very obviously low budget at the same time. It works so great. It's well, so that was the thing. Like my wife and I were watching it, and we're like, "What are those?" Like we like we couldn't tell exactly what they looked like because they don't let you focus on them long. I enough just until... saw like when I saw teeth and eyes, I was like, "Fuck you!" Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Well, <laughs> but then when they slowed them down, it's like, "Oh, they look like dudes wearing like goofy masks." Yeah. But that's all so yeah. extremely terrifying. Yeah. Well, and it just like yeah, like I like I said, the thing that I was hoping or that I thought was going to blow all your minds, and then I realized I'm a nine million year old man. Was that I mean they look exactly like the blue meanies? I've from never seen the Yellow movie. Submarine cartoon. I haven't really? seen it in forever. I don't. I, it's whatever. I'm I'm kind of that. like ambivalent about the Beatles. So I, I, uh, it's I didn't see it because I love the Beatles when I was like six. I saw it because I was like, oh, this is animated. Let's watch this. I saw it in a class i had in high school right that must have been an awesome class we watched oh, yeah. we watched a hard day's night in a class in high school that's what we watched it was great uh Wait, but also it's a hard day's night that the movie that they did where it's like a version of all the yes. songs oh kind okay. of with like some weird sketches in between yeah it's kind oh, wait, wait, no that's still the beatles thing I, I was thinking of there's a movie they did where it's all beatles songs but like the entire thing oh, is like, the universe. 
Yes, that's what I was thinking of. Yeah. Well, Hunter, yeah. what were you trying to say? Uh, so I was, I was moving it back to that design is so like, like accurate. It makes it creepier. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know what it, you, just, you look at it. It's like I'm, I, I don't. Please stop. It's, it's like being attacked by Sesame Street monsters. It is. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Who only who only move in TikTok formations when they can like in in in, in, in short distant jerks and to reach through television and, screens and, and about mm-hmm. as focused as a Bigfoot video. Yeah. But the crazy part was when it was like moving when they first see him. It's like oh, and it's like the the time skipping. It's like turn it off and then it just reaches through the screen. Yeah. Yep. I'm like whoa! I didn't know they could do that. Yeah. yeah, and this was great because we got to see Farouk actually kicking some ass for once. And uh, uh, Farouk was like, "Get out of here, bitch!" Like, yeah, well, he pulls that sword out of his mouth. Oh, that's like, later on. When he oh, yeah, thing, he's like, he like, <laughs> he does some like weird hand movements and cuts oh, his yeah. arm off. And says, "Demon be gone" or whatever the hell yeah. it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah he's well, it, never not smooth. It's no. yeah. That's his, that's, his, that's his default setting. Yeah, it's just great. He pulled a fucking scimitar out of his throat. Yeah, well, like like we said, that's not till a little bit later. But yeah. uh, I'm trying to remember what the what the progression was in this because we start off uh, with David and Switch being bugged out, or by the no, uh, by the time the, demons. Yeah, well, it's the end of the first episode. The first one. Yeah, well, because they leave a room and you see the eyeball form. Um, uh, like when she leaves, it's how oh, is it Carrie? Somebody leaves the room, and it and the camera lingers in the room, and then the uh, the blue eyeball forms, and that's when you're like, man, what the fuck is that? Um, but uh, I think it starts with uh, autonomy on the ship with yes, uh, with oh, yeah. Carrie, with Carrie. Like, I miss Carrie, Mel Carrie, uh, and Tommy's yeah. like, whatever, am computer. Yeah. She's like, oh, why don't you go and have some fun? He just like looks at her, and they're trimming his mustache, aren't they? Yeah, they are. They are. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. You're right. Because that it's then when they realize there's something going on, he's like, "What did they do to my mustache?" <laughs> right. A mustache he questioned having the moment he discovered it, and now he's like, "Please trim it." Yeah. <laughs> and then, um, and this hmm. is where they forgot. Then she like because we follow Carrie kind of through the ship, and she's like, "What the shit's going on?" And then she's just in Sid's room, and Sid's like. What do you mean something's wrong with time? And she's just like, "What's <laughs> happening? Yeah. You said that. I said that. Uh, Ptolemy said that." It, it reminded me a lot of the Futurama episode where uh, time keeps jumping ahead, and they keep like from and like at some point, Fry like jumps ahead. Leela, they're getting married, and Lila's like, "What the fuck? What is this?" And he's like, "Oh my god, what did I do?" He's like, "What did I do?" <laughs> Um, but that episode ends horribly because it's the saddest thing ever. Uh, Futurama and, is always the saddest thing yep, ever. You rearrange the stars, and then they had to blow them up. Um, but yeah, like you, the time jumps are happening, but it's not time jumps forward exclusively. Like things from other timelines are just popping in and out. Um, oh yeah, like himself. Also, yeah. huh? what's that? What was that earlier? I said people are getting trapped in loops. Also, they're getting yeah. they're repeating moments over and over again. Well, yeah. they kind of because ex- Farouk explains that they're like termites, right? Of. So, yeah. like they're at some of, point, yeah, they eat everybody's time and then they're stuck frozen. But they could also mm-hmm. touch things and decay them, like through foam. Mm-hmm. We're like rushing them through time. We see that with the lunch boxes; they rust and then like yep. fall apart. And that's when Sid sees the apple in the room is starting to decay. 
Yes. Mm-hmm. And she's like, let's get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the initial shot when I look at the monitors after uh, the time jump starts happening and they see the, these one of these fucking demons like under someone's table like forming, that's when I was like, oh, get the fuck out of here. What is that thing? Yeah, it took me a while. They're like, what is that? And I was like, what is that? And then like once it turned the face, I was like, oh shit, what the fuck is that? Yeah. It's the goddamn Baba Duke. <laughs> they, let they let it in. Shame on them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, we get. I think it. Oh, I think there's also bits at the beginning where Switch and David come back in the past and Switch. Uh, her teeth fall out if she yeah, uses every... time travel. Yeah. Well, it seems it's like, like she... the further back she goes, the the more she has oh. tooth problems. I was gonna say like it's more that she exerts herself. She's kind yeah. of breaking down. Yeah, because the first yeah. time is when she did like three jumps in a row. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but she makes it a point to say like. I don't, like my teeth keep falling out and I can feel them loosening. I'm like, <laughs> right. Oh. So she's totally going to turn into a giant fly. Was this the, uh, was this the episode where she and David keep landing in the front yard? Yes. Yes. Okay. That's yeah. how it kind of starts yeah. with them. Okay. And then what's her name? We get, I always, I can't remember. Audrey Plaza's character with Lenny. salmon, mm-hmm. Lenny with salmon. And they're kind of talking about like, Oh, let's leave. And then they just fall over there. And this is where, when we go back inside, David's like, oh, everybody feel good. They're all scared. And um, Switch tells him, he's like, oh, yeah, they, like, live there. And they're, like, time demons. And he's like, well, that would have been nice to know beforehand. Maybe next time tell me about the time demons. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, sorry, I didn't sign up to be your fucking, you know, your temporal therapist, you fuckface. Like, right. And then he makes everybody go to sleep, and then right as Letty is, like, going out, she's like, no, no, no. You get the chance to play, like, weird daddy, whatever, but you need to get this shit done. She kind of, like, dresses him down. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, you don't want to make me mad. He's like, no, that's exactly what I want to do. Their relationship is not going the way I thought it was going to go. Well, yeah, I think she wants out. Well, that, yeah. and they kind of established well, that early on. Look what happened. She got fucking disintegrated in episode, what she got, I'm sorry, merged with a wall and fucking essentially just wrecked um, and killed by, uh, well, yeah, she kind of died bad. and her yeah, mind got absorbed. And then she's just been passed along from master to master to master ever since she uh, yeah. you know, was more or less unkilled. Well, then, then she got merged with his sister. Yeah. And now yeah. she has a, a girlfriend. We're not talking about for some reason. I thought that was going to be a, more of a thing, and it's just not. Well, they kept the eyes, which is why her she looks fucking crazed. That's yeah. So uh, and then she—that's yeah. her girlfriend. But David made a baby. And then we get the whole side thing with her with the kid, which was fucking crazy. Oh, this episode. Oh God, that was awful. The kid, the kid through line. That was a. Uh... That was the puppy from Futurama all over again. Futurama. Yes, that's that's exactly what it was. I can't. I can't remember reference. the name that Lenny wanted to give their child. But it Violence. Was something Violence. Lollipop. Violence. Something. Yeah. Lollipop. Whatever her real last name is. Like, yeah. Violence. Lollipop. I'm like a game starring Arlene Sorkin. Um. Anyways, I love that um, name so much. It was perfect. Yeah. Anyways, but yeah, the whole the whole scene of her having to live through her child growing old in the same room with her and her not being yeah. able to actually see any of and the then giant and, and being uh, turned to dust. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, not just yeah. her, because the salmon is just gone immediately. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And we see yeah. that, like, a bunch of the people in the house are dusted. Yep. And I think yeah. the other big plot thing is 
mail carry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh my well, god, he fucking killed me. When, like, cause, <laughs> so he gets because of the temporal glitches, he gets the moments where David influenced oh. him and essentially kidnapped him, like plucked from his head. Well, here's my question. When he goes and fight, is that like the temporal demon's poop? Yeah, I was kind of wondering that too. Because it's like it's the blue goo that like that David's been making, but they're also kind of blue. So I was like, uh, I don't know I don't if they're know. really that connected. Um, well, because no, they destroyed all the lunch boxes, and they were like doing a bunch of other stuff. But it definitely looked like giant cat shit. It was. That's that was a hundred percent what it was supposed to be. <laughs> yeah. And he's looking yeah, at he, it and touching he, it. Um, <laughs> he repeats. He repeats his line of the season from season two when he finds out David uh, mind warps it, and he goes. Betrayal. This time he goes, treachery. <laughs> but he can only ex- he only expresses it one way. I <laughs> love it so much. I imagine like someone steals something from him. He stands up and goes, thievery. <laughs> oh, is it, this is like an episode where we have like seven different things going on at the same time. We have him and Switch, David confronting them because he's like, oh, don't make me have to. And then they show up and she's like, wait, what were we going to say? And then he's like, goes into a speech about being a god. Mm-hmm. Which shows that his connection to reality, or at least what the real world is like, is very tenuous at this point at best. Yeah. Um, also, Farouk, yeah. Lady Carrie, and guy whose name I still don't know. Burnface dude. <laughs> uh, yeah, burn they, dude. They go... Yeah, they, they, get stuck in, quest. they go into Legit. Like, they go into the movie that 12 Monkeys was based on like it's it's awesome that was such a great decision by them to show it yeah. like that in like a silent movie like super quick already yeah. like, uh, it, it, it um, looks like uh, old projection slides where mm-hmm. <laughs> and you go to the next one like, like, oh, oh when mm-hmm. it goes like beep turn the slide mm-hmm. yeah it's so good <laughs> yeah or like a, uh, that's when uh, that's when Farouk pulls a fucking sword out of his throat. Yeah, well, yes. yeah. Girl Carrie gets like shit, the shit kicked out of her at first, and mm-hmm. then uh, the guy shoots at the thing and misses, and then Carrie throws a spear and almost hits him. Mm-hmm. And he's like, "Shit!" Yeah. And then Farouk just walks in like stone cold and pulls a sword out of his throat. I've never <laughs> chopped one and got it. I've never seen Stone Cold do that, but... It's... I mean, like, they're, like, fighting, and he just, like, pops into the doorway, like... The attitude right, era... Tom Eaton, sons of bitches. Yeah. I've the att- cold one. The Attitude Era was almost 30 years ago. I could be misremembering it now. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. There's a He's like, and Stone Cold cut Vince McMahon in half with a sword. Okay, pulled out of his throat. Um, I mean, thing... The other thing we're not uh, talking about is Sid talking with her younger self. Well, yeah, that that and the David stuff, I think, are kind of connected because, in a way, but this was also how they really explain how Sid feels about her powers and how they really work. Like, oh yeah, hundred percent. It was definitely totally like a rape or even molestation metaphor. Like how she's like, Mm -hmm. you know, you, you. You convince yourself it's okay. I'm on vacation. I'm in. I'm, I'm in somebody else's body. It's, this isn't happening. And then you wake up and you smell something, and you realize you smell that person. Smell. It's not. It's not you. You smell anymore. It's you. It's the other person you're smelling. And just. I don't know. It was just. It was really yeah. powerful to realize and how like, like disgusting 
her powers are to her. And we get more into the incident with her mom and mm-hmm. her mom's boyfriend, quote, unquote. Yeah. Because it yeah. seems like the traumatizing part wasn't the sex. It was actually how the sex... Like, I'm trying to, like, 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 yeah. yeah. That it was, this like, degrading. Yeah. I, but it, I don't know. In the same sense, it's... And I mean, it, if it was violent, gross, but it might also be because she was a child girl. Yeah. yeah. And, and didn't really understand and that traumatized her so much. Like she's never actually understood that. Like uh, some people apparently like it rough. So yeah. Cause that could have been like something that her mom was into. It's mm-hmm. just for her. She like, she said like, Oh, I thought it was supposed to be love. And that wasn't that. Yeah. Like my wife and I were watching it when it's teenage or whatever said that. And my wife was just like, Oh, sweetie. Oh, yeah. sweetie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. Um, yeah. Oh, And Sid's yeah, exactly. like, adult Sid's explanation of everything was interesting, too. And she was also like, oh, and like, I oh, I never got to talk to my future self. So I wonder, you will have the questions to ask that I wouldn't ask. And goes mm-hmm. into like, oh, did you guys get married? It's like, no. It's like, what happened? And she's just like, he turned me around. Was like, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought that scene was handled well because um, even though you realize at the end that it was sort of fakery, um, it still works. Like, emotional stuff still holds up, even after the reveal. Um, After you see the reveal with David and he realizes that that's fake, you just automatically put the pieces together that what Sid is seeing probably isn't real either. Um, But again, it's real enough for her. Like, yeah. Yeah, but it just just shows how alone she is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it works to drive or to further her narrative and actually understand how how she looks at things, especially mm-hmm. powers. It seems, but I I also wanted to uh, bring up David's little loop or the thing that he got stuck in where he went. To oh, you mean when he mom. became Doctor Strange? Yeah. Yes, but, and then he yeah. flipped them off seven times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot that happened. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was, was it Vishnu who has something? Yeah, it's Vishnu. He throws, yeah. he throws the yeah, Vishnu okay. arm and flips uh, the time demons off with all of his hands. And then burns one of them. Yeah. And then it's just like, hey, time demons, here's my dick. Go tell the other people how big it is and fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> he he, he Liam a bunch of time demons. He's like, he's like, I have many skills. Oh, he Liam Neeson's. I will, that, that, you, I will kill you. And it ties into him showing off what he has. As well, right? Yeah. I like for a second though. I was like, "Oh no, he's Savitar," because he was like in every instance of the situation where I'm like, "Yeah, I still don't see why that was going to be pragmatic for him." Works for you in the moment, though. Mm -hmm. Eric, you you didn't start watching around then, did you? No. No. So I've stopped completely. Savitar's goal in season three was to project himself across every moment in time. Uh, and all we could do was go, why though? Why? That, that doesn't <laughs> to what ends. Immortality? Yeah. Like, what? Because Doctor Who did it two seasons ago, and we have to copy Doctor Who. He wants, uh, to, he wants to be there when I dropped a slushy when I was like six? Like, what is. Right. What? Where is I he? Don't... Everyone's I don't It's because he's not a real boy. Which, to kind of come by, like, we so we saw and I forgot to bring this up in the last one, but it ties into Parker's we see the mom again. Mm-hmm. She had the doll for the angriest boy 
Yeah. Yes. I well, you saw it. You saw it in that in the prior episode too in David's grave. Yeah, yes, yeah. yes, yeah. but she had it in the asylum. Mm-hmm. Well, but that's the thing. We don't we don't know how much of that was actually true. What he was seeing of his mom in the asylum. Right. Well, yeah, but it was the it was the past though with Switch in the first episode, episode three, not the one in oh, this yeah. one. It oh, wasn't okay. her in the concentration camp. It was her in the asylum. Oh, in the asylum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She has it in well, the I mean, box. Was... Mm-hmm. So it's just like, yeah. Well, I mean, and, what and is this doll? When he was. Yeah. I don't know. I think the it's, it's probably just an ugly doll that she always had, like, and she just passed it on. And I no, think it probably terrified him when he was a child. Actually, that's uh, that's where we're gonna find out. Because um, well, yeah, when Xavier looked at it, he was like, "Okay, the fuck is this?" <laughs> yeah, that's that kind of reaction. Um, I wonder if the doll is gonna play some other part, like. Maybe David's going to leave a message, a psychic message in the doll or something. I don't know. Or he's going to inhabit the doll and battle Farouk he's while being in the doll Chucky style. He's, he's going really to use voodoo. <laughs> he's going to use voodoo and he's going to implant his soul into the doll. Seven shitty movies? Thanks. Yeah. yeah, exactly. That's exactly where I was going with that, too. <laughs> I'm just remembering that like, they used that doll a ton in season one. Like yeah, the did. imagery yeah. of it. Yeah. Oh yeah, it was the uh, the bad little boy, and that was part yeah. of his yeah. his horror yeah, show missions. Yeah, it was one of Farouk's mini forms, one of his. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah. Which was, to me, yeah, it, it's actually an interesting thing. To, like, why did Farouk choose to become this like yellow-eyed fat monstrosity when he's this super uh, suave? I yeah. think that Albanian man. His he's actual like, form, because Amal Farouk, his that body he has is not is not his real body. I don't think. Well, it's, he says no, no, it's, it's his original it's body. Called his real body. Well, they say it's the original body. We don't know if that's what it looks like, though, because he's. It could a, be a mental projection. Yeah. Yeah. He might be like an old, frail man. Like, what's that fucking movie? Can't remember what it is, but it's like an immortal guy who's like super bony and he's like, like just a skeleton with skins over it, uh, or skin over it. Um, so like, yeah. 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 <laughs> I didn't get any of that. Yeah, Something about Kellyanne Conway. Yeah, or like Blade Two, the va- the vamp the the head vampire in Blade Two. Um, something like oh, that. Oh, okay. Or you could just say like the 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 Emperor Skeksy from the Dark Crystal. Sure. Ah! Sure. <laughs> I am Emperor. Or uh, the uh, the guy in the Last Crusade who chooses poorly, um, like that guy. As he oh, yeah. Yes. yes. Slowly degrading. Um, Slowly. <laughs> that motherfucker got Dorian Grade. We didn't meet. We didn't want to kill you this way, but I guess that's how it would be. Um, yeah. Uh, let's see. Where were we? Um, I, all over the place with this yeah, episode. Well, after, well, we covered a lot. We had to cover a lot of ground with this episode. Yeah. Right? yeah. After yeah. David lights the thing on fire, they all piss off out of everywhere. Yeah. And then Amal brings them all back. And then I'm trying to remember what the ending shot of the episode is. It's David realizing that Switch has been taken. So he's yes. like, but this yeah. is war. He's yeah. like, yeah, yeah, war is what you want yeah. or something to that effect. Yeah, uh-huh. Carrie took it, took her into a refrigerator. Okay. He's, like, I'm ref- he's like, I'm rescuing you. 
Well, that's a, oh, that was the callback to the first episode because they escaped the house by going through the tunnel. Yeah. Which. Yeah. Yeah. How we okay? Still there. Well, yeah, I, even I, though the house has moved. Yeah, but the I tunnel assume moved. That, thing, uh, that thing exists outside of space and time. It's space thing. time. It's yeah. Yeah. created exclusively by David DeBiso because he needed to be something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. They, yeah. They end up in an alley and then they're in the refrigerator and then mail carry uh, James Bond codes his way into fixing the computer glitch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you don't see him doing it. He just, he says manual override, blah, blah, blah. And then jump cuts them on the ship. And he's like, ah, yes, yeah. that went well. <laughs> Basically presses that little button that's in like the pinhole for 30 seconds. And then yeah, yeah. Factory reset autonomy. Which he unscrews the bottom part of the, the phone and puts in his own. I was like, okay, so this is a public phone inside of a refrigerator? <laughs> yeah. <No. laughs> mm-hmm. That's how it works, though. Um, yeah. I've seen two days of the Lord having asking questions at this point in the show's lifespan that I don't think you really know what show this is. <laughs> I just need to make sure that those things actually happened. Wait, was that a payphone refrigerator? Yes. Okay, I'm just asking. Okay, yeah. just, just just clearing that up. But it's like it's not just as a payphone refrigerator. It sounds like, oh, I guess that's a thing, and then he has to adjust that to magically call the like, Airbus that's flying around the sky. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it was on yeah. loan from Maxwell Smart. He was uh, he was off doing. No, it wasn't, uh, see, it wasn't I still think it's the one from Final Fantasy Seven. I would say it was. Uh, they called Sid Highwind. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it. God damn it. Um, but yeah, is there well, anything else we really want to say about this episode? I think that's it because it's, it's just we had to kind of yeah. talk a lot real fast all over the place. It's not a plot heavy episode. It's more like character development and just mm-hmm. like how do these different people deal with this situation? Basically, well, it's it's the first time we've yeah. gotten an episode that that isn't about plot, really. Like you said, like it's yeah. it's it's letting them kind of start to be a little bit more free because I mean, they had to spend the first two episodes kind of getting us to where we're at at this point. And then we got this flashback episode and now we've got this one. And I, uh, it's a setup episode. The next two episodes. Yeah. Anyways. Um, I have a question we can ponder real fast and that is, um, Mm -hmm. do we think David dies the end of the show? Yes. Yes. I don't know. Yeah. I think for all intents and purposes, he's dead. Right. I think I think the version of David we have now is, but that doesn't mean David himself is gone. Okay. Yeah. Right. I, I think that we see, regardless of anything else, he is not on this version of Earth in this time going forward. Yeah. So oh, I was, he could end I was... up in the past, he could end up in the future, he could be like a consciousness floating through space. I don't no, or he, he could like own, he builds a big glass castle. Right, put him that that could be puts himself in another dimension, exists in the you know the space between spaces. Who knows? Something to something of that nature. I think is sort of where his future goes. I think it can only never... end with either him dead, him and Farouk dying or trapping themselves somewhere else together, or like I said, yeah. him aborting himself or something like that. Yeah, see, kind of I could, I could see Farouk and him like just staying in an eternal stalemate somewhere. Like David, David pulls off the final trick, and Farouk is just like, "Ah, my boy," and that I would do, be the end of them. 
I do feel like this story does. I think the story goes in one of two directions, though. Before he dies or whatever, he either achieves some sort of redemption, or he goes down believing that he was right all along, and he dies in some tragic way. It's got to go one way or the other, and I still don't see a reason why both aren't possible at this moment. Um, or, I think or, all he knows that we might not accept him re- getting a redemption arc at this moment, um, but. I'm willing to go with it if it's set up well and uh, the show does the legwork to make that work. So. Honestly, I'm I'm not even really trying to guess where it's going to go because mm-hmm. I I yeah. think Noah Hawley is going to surprise all of us. Like, yeah, I I, I, would... I actually have more fun the less I think about it while I'm watching it. Exactly. I should I just hope that we see more of at least the mom. I think she does such a great job. Oh, we're not we're not done with Xavier. We're not done with Xavier by a long time. I want to see like more of that. In fact, I am very confident he's going to show up at the end of this season. Uh, By the end of the show, we see like very clear X Men setup. Maybe not as like concrete. Eric, but like he goes to find another mutant and Wolverine's just like fuck off. I just See, I feel like I feel like that's a little bit too on the nose. Yeah, like to me it's I, like the, I, well, no, I, here's the thing. I here's why I, I agree, but at the same time, if they're going for sort of a with the theory of David's timeline where he's crazy and all that, that's the bad timeline where there are no X-Men. And we assume that that's why there are no X-Men, that David is the reason that they don't exist. Then in the timeline where he does not exist anymore or where he has no effect, you kind of do need to do the X-Men as sort of the, you know, the fulfilling of that equation. I'm just, I'm, I'm rejecting all of that because I don't know what's going to happen. And I just, I think, I think it's, it fools errand to try and figure out what Noah Hawley is doing. Eric is just like, surrender yourself to the chaos of the universe. Exactly. They have to, he has to explain where Xavier is. Right. You have that's to the only thing. That's fine. Yeah. That's, that's fine. the only but, thing. They're like, why is he not involved in any way right. between this battle between, at this point, it's been three of the world's most powerful psychics. Mm-hmm. Now it's down to two of them. Also, and since that's... we know now that this is either the late 60s, like probably mid 70s or the early 80s, that is prime time where there should be an X-Men team. Active. But we've we've established from the first season that this show does not give two shits about the X Men. No, I agree. Yeah, this I is some like... weird alternate universe because they basically like if yeah. we got a pseudo X Men in what season two with when they were in the woods or whatever that was, or was that season yeah, one? I think I think what we're getting at is that we might see a version of a prototype right. X Men team, but not the. Like I don't yeah, think we'll see Cyclops. Just... I don't think we'll see Jean Grey. I don't think we'll see any no. named mutants. I think we'll see people who are attending a school or Professor Charles is like, maybe I should establish somewhere where people can learn to manage their ability. Not just manage their abilities, but like learn how to be loved and learn how to be managed and learn how to, you know, have people around them who can keep them from turning into my son. Well, it's like we still haven't explained or haven't been given in these four episodes why they give up David. Yeah, it appears is she is the mom comatose at the end of three in that past? Because it seems like Xavier that. can't wake her. 
Well, yeah. we also don't know what happens after that because he, he, we, we leave the room after that point. So. Yes, exactly. But, like, we don't know why he gives David up. So from David, like, being under one to his entire adult life has never seen him really again. I, because Xavier is kind of a prick. And that's why he he's off making up. he's off making more babies that have turned mm-hmm. into supervillains. Right. And I mean if we're if we're going if just the comics, this isn't what I'm saying is happening in this, but in the comics the whole reason he left his wife who he had David with was because he was off with Magneto figuring mm-hmm. shit out. Mm-hmm. So, so I mean, I think they've they're kind of established at least with the prior episode that he's just a man who's going to go do whatever he wants because of mutants. Man, hold on, I just had a thought. Uh, what if this ends um, with not Magneto but Farouk, um, and that is the this universe's stand-in for Eric? Well, I could see that. Yeah. Well, there's a couple of things because like that they have changed because when he meets Farouk in the comics is when he encounters Storm. Because she was working for him, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just at most I could see Xavier showing up and for David's last minutes on Earth, whatever it is, or fighting against David and you know apologizing to him as he passes on, and that would be about all the more we would get. I just, I just, I feel like it would be too on the nose, and it would, it wouldn't really work with how this entire show has been structured, like. They've yeah. gone out of their way to not mention the X Men, so feel it would feel like a betrayal to have yeah. it be at the very end and be like, "I need to establish a school like, or, or anything a along studio this lines. mandate." I'm or, yeah. I don't know. I, the absence of them not re- require it at some I, point. Like, I would be more surprised of an X Men thing than for the final episode to pull out and David's being lobotomized. Like. Yeah. I mean, and it's, and it's that in the hospital in the beginning of the like the first episode. I mean, it's very Brazil esque, so I could definitely see that ending. Um, yeah, it's yeah. like I could see total Jacob's ladder. Like he saw Sid, they bring him into a room and put an ice pick in his eye, like in his eye, and right. like, or scroll out his brain. I and would be I would be happier with that than I would be if it was the on the nose. Like I need to make a school. Yeah. Like I just I yeah. don't want that. I don't yeah, want that at all. Be, I think it could be he's on Cerebro and he sees, like, I don't know, fucking Beast doing some shit, you know? He, whatever. It's just, like, I, I, I guess I'm going to hold on to, like, because, again, it's, like, where is he? We don't know that he's even alive at this point. That's the other thing that we really don't know. Like, I, I really do assume that David, being the way he is, has been the cause of this. Otherwise... Yeah. We should have gotten an answer by now, like mm-hmm. uh, of some sort, even a throwaway answer of like there were an X Men or there was this super team that ran around, but nobody ever heard from them again. They disappeared or something. But there's no answer whatsoever. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. We'll find out. Like I said, and like like Connor pointed out as well, just give into the chaos. Just enjoy yeah. the show for what it is. Don't try I think and predict we can, it. Uh, I think we can end on that. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Alrighty, uh, so I've been Connor McGraw, uh, our blockbuster uh, bomb season finally officially kicked off, Clash of Titans came out today, uh, I listened to about half of it, and uh, good shit, there's jokes I forgot all about, um, including Joe's follow-up joke to my Mads Mickelson one, um, where he makes a Duran Duran joke that I'm sure only a few people will appreciate, um, 
But uh, we've still got Green Lantern, Reign of Fire, which has taken me over a week to watch because we keep having to move the fucking episode. And now I hate this movie. Um, so uh, I'm going to roll into that episode really negative. Um, Green Lantern, Pluto Nash, uh, Deep Rising, and 13th Warrior are on the slates for the rest of the summer. So that's that's one wait, wait, big wait. giant... 13th Warrior? as Like the, the Antonio Banderas movie? I love that movie. I, lots of people do. Uh, I've never seen it, uh, but oh. apparently it was a monumental bomb, and it didn't. It's fucking. It just d- vanished without a fucking trace. I didn't even know that was considered a blockbuster. It's like it's. Would, it's it was well. It was, I guess it would be considered like a big release, um, but it just it didn't do oh. well. Um, and the Deep Rising awesome. came out like Deep Rising came out like ninety five. It's a fucking awesome monster movie, and no one talks about it. I don't um, even know what Deep Rising is. Deep Rising like came out around the same time as Leviathan and Deep Star six if i remember correctly and they're Um, all kind of the same movie it's a a movie it's a movie about a it's like a it's a squid-esque monster but it's way more it's it's like a a giant tentacle basically yeah it's a it's an it's a giant awful monster who like sucks people through toilet seats um and treat williams rides a jet ski with a shotgun um yeah. Uh, and fights it inside of a cruise liner, I think. It's awesome. Um, and uh, Green Lantern, Arlen's going to be on that one. And as I've said before, uh, it's, it's going to be time for Joe to uh, see what it's like to be a DC fan. Oh, yeah. Uh, that, that Marvel-loving son of a bitch. Oh, um, yeah. That's all my plugs for now. <laughs> I'll pass it on to whoever wants to go next. Uh, yeah, uh, I guess look forward to that episode where uh, me and Connor will uh, uh, slowly <laughs> torture... Joe with um, DC feels um, and uh, Sean. Sean's a big DC fan too. Yeah, yeah, that. Yeah, we'll do that. Um, and then uh, on one, he has no chance. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that'll be that'll be fun. I'm I'm not nervous about that at all. Uh, so yeah, uh, you'll be that. fine. I'm sure. I'm sure I will. I'm uh, training up. I'm going to the gym. I'm getting, <laughs> getting movie dumpster shape. Um, so yeah, look. Yeah, look forward to that episode, which will come out. Uh, I don't know. I'll, I'll let you know. Eventually. When, uh, yeah, yeah, eventually. We don't have a we don't we don't have a schedule for this yet. We're just kind of doing whatever feels right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Flying by the seat of the pants. I'm not used to that at all. Uh, so yeah, look forward to that. And then uh, Last Horror Podcast, a bi-weekly show at the moment. Uh, so go listen to our last episode, which was a uh, sort of what we were watching that week. Talk about uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. We touch on just about everything to talk about with that movie. So if you have opinions, go listen to ours. Um, and then we're doing a sort of Fast and the Furious retrospective, kind of. We're not really reviewing them. We're sort of just like talking about them as a series, how we feel about them. First they were okay, and then they were bad, and then they were good again. Yeah, yeah, that's the general. That's the how most people talk about it, at least. So yeah, and that's of course tying into Hobbs and Shaw, which we will probably watch around the time we record. So yeah, go, go do all that stuff. Um, yeah. Uh, Tallboy's Wi-Fi gave out because he also has tall Wi-Fi. So <laughs> I will take over the third position of uh, spots or plugs, plugs, plug spots. Spot tall plugs. Wi-Fi. <laughs> yes, he has tall Wi-Fi. Um, <laughs> it's, I'm Eric Fedorchik, as we said at the top of the show, and you can find me at, 
at Eric underscore Fedor on Instagram, where there's pictures of dogs and cats and food and comics. Recently, some comics have popped up again because I've found some amazing deals. So I had one day that I got like five Morrison books in the mail, and it was so awesome. jealous. And I was so happy, and I spent less than $120 on them. Um, you can also find me floating around the Phantom Zone. I've been posting a whole lot recently. I'll just mostly at this point, I just find weird comic panels and post them or things that I think are funny that other people should enjoy. Um, and to answer the question earlier, the name of the characters were Peabody and Mr. Sherman. Oh. Or Mr. Peabody and Sherman. That's it. Yes. Um, and apparently there's, so, and yeah. there's multiple movies apparently animated of them. And I'm actually working on a third one where Sherman is... Uh. Well, would you rather I talk about how tentacle monsters sucking you off on a toilet is kind of like going to a New York bus stop? I'll take option two, re-end the show, and not give you the opportunity. Lou did his plugs, right? No, he did not. Yeah. So let me talk about unfurling. And... Stop it! Stop using the word unfurl. unfurl. <laughs> Uh, speaking of unfurling, you can check out Smallville Chronicles. You may have that. Uh, so check that out. I think our last episode we had a person who's been in both the CW and Gotham and Smallville uh, playing all different characters. Um, she played Golden Glider, so as she played Lucy Lane. And then on Tuesdays we have And Now Comics, where you can get you all your Doomsday Clock Blade news and everything else we talk about with comic books. And then I, we did drop an episode of Legion of Tune. Uh, we went over everything that basically got announced around San Diego, which was a ton of animated news, like a new Rocketeer show. And uh, yeah, check all that stuff out. Interesting. Yeah. Um, com. Five stars. Subscribe to everything. Hit the bell on YouTube. And tell yes. friends. Yes. About yeah. all the shows. I mm-hmm. just wanted to point out, I, I kind of love how Lou isn't directly saying anything horrific, but if it came down to it, he wouldn't be fighting me on it either. No, it's an even distribution across the field. Fucking double agent over there. <laughs> Yeah. Which makes me need to bring up the fact that I've seen penis with teeth. <laughs> that was a hard on my show, Confidential. <laughs> no, that was a WB show. What the hell was this fucking show? Conspiracy? I, oh, I God. The one yeah. with when he had. Oh, does he still have his ponytail and live in Mexico now? I think he still lives in Mexico, but I don't think he has a ponytail. I think his hair is going too quickly at this point. At what point is it no longer a ponytail and you're just bald with a bad rat tail? That's, that's called a gullet. Yes, Paul Heyman, Paul Heyman has had one for twenty years. So, but he hasn't seen the things that I've seen. Okay, yeah. all right, bye, Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> bye, everybody. Bye. 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 Nipples bleeding. Oh my god. Dude.